It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. I am Jay Christian Adams subbing this morning for Sandy Rios. Sandy is out yesterday and today uh, for some family matters. Hope all goes well. Prayers are with you, Sandy. And I have guest hosted before. I know you know that because I had so many people last weekend in Richmond come up to me and tell me they listen in Richmond when I guest host. And thank you for all those comments. I'm also the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only nonprofit exclusively dedicated to election integrity. So you know we talk about elections, and we're going to do it again today. You can follow me on Twitter, at electionlawctr. That's at electionlawctr, like center. I joined Twitter a long time ago. I didn't realize how important handles were. Maybe I can get that changed. I'm also a commissioner on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, but, you know, I'm not supposed to tell you that. Apparently... When you're a presidential appointee from President Trump to be on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, you can't mention that. And if you do, you have to make it not so prominent. So I, I made it third, or else the staff might get upset at you. So in any event, I'm glad to be here today. So thrilled that you're going to be with me this, this hour on American Family Radio. We take your calls today at 1-88-589-8840. want to hear from you, 1-88-589-8840. In the last 24 hours, China announced that if the Americans keep blaming China for the COVID virus, they're going to retaliate. And I wondered, how does one retaliate when, when they're just being blamed for it? I, I, maybe they'll release a new variant, right? That, that's how they could retaliate. Variant Echo instead of Delta. They're going to have a new variant out from China's Wuhan lab before long. You know, it, it's an awful thing. And one day I think we'll probably get to the bottom of what happened with COVID. But I want to talk about elections. And you might look at the calendar and say, wait a minute, it's August of 2021. Why do we want to talk about elections? Well, first of all, 2020 still hasn't died down, has it? We're still learning things. Front page Washington Times today, Public Interest Legal Foundation my organization, we found, we did a report, just released, you can get it at publicinterestlegal.org. 15 million, one, five, six zeros, 15 million mail ballots went out last year and never came back to be counted. 15 million. Remember we all jumped to vote by mail? The new big thing, vote by mail, solves all the world's problems. And we did that last year all over the place. States like Nevada went to vote by mail, and they, of course, had corrupted voter rolls. Let's just send out millions of ballots in Nevada. Same, same all over the country. Well, we now have some data. The Election Assistance Commission is a federal agency 
federal government. And every two years, they do a survey of the states. The states tell them how bad it was, how much they screwed up as state election officials and county election officials, and how crazy things got. And what they do is they tell the federal government, here's how many ballots we mailed. Here's how many ballots came back. Here's how many ballots of those that came back we actually counted. So we have these numbers. And that's what this report is. 15 million ballots got mailed out last year and vanished. Because that's what happens in the mail, isn't it? How many times do you get your neighbor's mail? Weekly? 15 million ballots went out that never came back. They just were floating around. And, And part of that is because the voter rolls are so bad. Part of that is because state election officials aren't doing their job to keep dead people off the rolls. You know, we sued Pennsylvania, 21,000 dead people active on the rolls. We sued them. They said there was no problem right before the election. We were in federal court. Public Interest Legal Foundation sued them, and Pennsylvania said nothing to see here. Well, right after the election, they said, oh, okay, well, you had a point. We'll take these 21,000 dead people off the rolls. They fought like crazy to keep them on the rolls for the November election. That's what's going on around the country. 15 million. Ah, but what's going on in Congress on this issue? In Congress, just yesterday, they passed a law in the House, only the House, not the Senate, to take over state elections, federal government, take over state elections. We've been talking about this on this show. You guys know about H.R. 1. It failed. You guys know about H.R. 4. It failed. And then it got a new name, John Lewis Voting Rights Act. You know, John Lewis, the guy, the congressman, the late congressman who got his head cracked on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Well, they're passing a law. They always change the name. You know, Fannie Lou Hamer. Maybe the next one will be the Al Sharpton Voting Rights Act. Well, yesterday in the House, they passed the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And it is a federal takeover of elections. If your school board and school district wants to change a polling place from the school cafeteria to the school gym, bureaucrats at the United States Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. have to approve. I used to work in the voting section at the U.S. Department of Justice. I used to work in the section. I did things like Georgia congressional redistricting where I would review Georgia's plan for congressional districts and go thumbs up or thumbs down, like you're in the Roman Coliseum. Thumbs up or thumbs down, federal government, on every single state election change. And that includes local governments. Let's suppose your local election office wants to open up a few minutes earlier. They're going to open up at 8.20 instead of 8.30. Under the bill passed yesterday in the House the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, the federal government would go thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, it's way worse than that. When I worked at the Justice Department, we used to get resumes of Texas individuals who were going to be interpreters for local election offices, the county election offices. Interpreters to do Spanish language stuff. And we used to look at the resumes in Washington, D.C., of people who were applying to be interpreters in a Texas county office and go thumbs up or thumbs down. Yes or no. Approve, reject. 
And that's what they just, and by the way, the Supreme Court struck that down in 2013 and said, this has nothing to do with 2013 situation on the ground. It's never been easier to vote. It's never been easier to register to vote than it is now. So the Supreme Court struck it down and said, that is too much federal power. But yesterday in the House, it passed again. And listen to this quote. I want to I, I, I tell you this quote. This is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Upon passage of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act in the House yesterday, on a straight party line vote, I might add, upon passage, had this to say. Listen carefully. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called the bill's passage, quote, almost a religious experience because of the sanctity of the vote. Passing a bill to give federal bureaucrats power over state elections and local elections to Nancy Pelosi is, quote, her words, quote, almost a religious experience because of the sanctity of the vote. Boy, Nancy, we got some issues. In fact, the Catholic bishops, some of them, and a lot of Catholic priests have talked about your bending interpretation of what is a religious experience. And some of them are ready to deny you communion, Nancy Pelosi, because religious experiences aren't about abortion and passing federal voting mandates. You got it all backwards. But that's who these people are. Federal power grabs are theology. We've talked about this on the show when I've guest hosted. Federal power grabs to give bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., who no doubt went to Harvard and Yale and all the best liberal institutions, the high priests of our elections, to give them the power to interfere in your local government. Oh, that's not what the founders wanted, is it? That's not how this country was established, is it? In fact, I would wager to say, if you were to go back in time and tell the founders what these folks in Washington have in mind to control your state elections, they'd say those are fighting words, wouldn't they? Those are fighting words. And if the federal government ever got that big, then we'd have to do something about it, wouldn't we? And that's what elections are all about. Which takes us to Virginia. Like I said, it says August 2021 on the calendar, folks. But it's election season. Virginia and New Jersey have off-year elections. By the way, that gives them the added benefit of not having federal crimes occur in any voter fraud during those elections or anything. Anything election-related that's a crime, there's no federal jurisdiction, generally speaking. Because there's no federal candidates on the ballot. But in Virginia, we have an election this year. And let me tell you why it's important for you listening, even if you don't live in Virginia. Because all of the madness that's going to affect the 2022 elections are being tried out now. It's like the preseason. Right? What do they call it, like down in Tuscaloosa? It's like the red v. white game. Probably got that wrong. Apologies, Tide fans. 
but it's the preseason and all sorts of new crazy shenanigans are getting wound up in Virginia. We talked about that last weekend at a Virginia Election Integrity Conference. I'll tell you more about that later this hour. We want to hear from you. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. The number is 1-888-589-8840. But in 2020, I contend that the biggest factor affecting the outcome of the 2020 presidential election was private money being given to government election offices. We've talked about this on the show when I've guest hosted. The short version is this. Rich billionaires on the left, like Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, gave $400, $450 million to private election offices, sorry, government election offices like Philadelphia, Detroit, Lansing, Atlanta, Fulton County, Miami-Dade, Harris County, Texas. I can go on. The list is long. And what they did in those counties is they turned into major get-out-the-vote turnout machines. They bought radio ads. They bought TV. They went door-to-door knocking people, telling them to vote, handing them ballots at their door to vote. Government officials, by the way. Because with this $450 million, they hired government employees from off the streets. Sometimes they hired government employees from activist groups. Oh, you're now a city employee. Please go deliver these ballots in North Philadelphia. That's what happened in 2020. That's what made the difference in 2020. Because a massive, massive turnout machine that people could only dream of in the past was on the streets. And that's why President Trump got record numbers of votes in red places, but in blue places, the spigot was turned wide open. There was no restraint in those places. So we'll be talking about what what crazy new things they're cooking up in Virginia in the next segment. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Want to hear from you. You can call in 1-888-589-8840. What's going to happen in 2022? Well, what's happening now in Virginia? We'll tell you next on American Family Radio. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of in his image has moved <laughs> me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same-sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit inhisimage.movie. This is Pause to Pray. 
a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Hugh Frater, CEO of the Federal National Mortgage Association, otherwise known as Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae works to create more mortgage opportunities in the United States. 2 Corinthians 9.6 reminds us of the importance of investing. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Hugh Frater as he helps create investment opportunities in this country. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. More than 60% of born-again Christians in America say there's more than one way to get to heaven. That's according to a new survey from Probe Ministries. Millennials and Generation Z Christians say that Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus are all valid paths to the hereafter. More than 30% of young Christians even believe Jesus was a sinner. Now, if you believe a relationship with Buddha or Muhammad is going to get you a mansion just over the hilltop, you are not born again. And if you believe Jesus was just a regular guy who got rowdy on Saturday nights, you may very well be dipping your toe in godless heathen territory. You know, it sounds to me like the body of Christ needs to have a come-to-Jesus meeting or a hellfire and brimstone revival service. My new book, by the way, makes a great Christmas gift, our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Drawl. You can get a signed copy right now at toddstearns.com. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at sandy at AFR.net. That's sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios today. So great to be here. Always enjoy guest hosting for Sandy. Thank you, Sandy, for having me. You can follow me at Election Law Center. That's Election Law CTR on Twitter. We're talking about the elections. And oh, yes, it is election season, believe it or not. As I like to say, election integrity is not a issue for even-numbered years in the fall. It's an issue for odd-numbered years in the spring because it takes time and careful thought to do this stuff. And we're talking about Virginia because Virginia is having elections, oh, in just a few weeks. Because in Virginia, you can start early voting in the middle of September. By golly, nothing could happen in October that might change your vote. So according to the advocates of early voting, let's get those votes in in mid-September. Virginia state offices, governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, which, by the way, Virginia has one of the most lawless attorney generals in the entire United States. Last year, 
the Virginia Attorney General told the State Board of Elections they could just ignore Virginia election law. No need to get those ballots in on time, despite the statute. Statute, yeah, we learned about that in law school, right? That's the law. So Virginia said, hey, let those ballots roll in late, and better yet, no postmarks needed. No postmarks needed. They can come in late. Well, I, uh, in my organization, Public Interest Legal Foundation, sued Virginia and said, you can't do that. You can't bring in ballots contrary to the law. And you know what? Virginia has something called an anti-suspension clause in the Constitution, the Virginia Constitution, written by founding father George Mason, and said that the executive can't suspend the laws. We argued that that said that they can't do that with the election. They can't let ballots come in late. And would you believe Attorney General Mark Herring's lawyers on their briefs said that such a quaint historical nicety has no relevance to, and this is a quote, no relevance to the complexities of a 21st century election. The law has no relevance to electing the people who make laws. Now, I won that case, and Virginia got shut down. They couldn't keep breaking the law. But lo and behold, it's 2021. Here's what's in store. Remember last year, all the private money, the private money going to turn out voters. Oh, but it's all in the good name of, we just want everybody to vote, right? Okay, that's why we pick Philadelphia instead of Lancaster for the money. That's why we pick Pittsburgh instead of Westmoreland County for the money. We want certain voters to vote. The government officials make decisions designed to get certain voters to the polls, not all. And that alters the outcome of an election. So what is Virginia going to do? Hey, forget about the private money. Who needs donors when we can just appropriate government money? So this year, the Virginia government is getting ready to spend a huge amount of money. And what is it for? It's to turn out the vote in certain demographics, but not all. Yeah, this is government money that's being appropriated as part of the budget in Virginia to turn out the vote in key areas. Now, we all know what that means. Because geography and demographics equals outcome. You spend money in northern Virginia and not in rural Virginia, you get certain results. If you spend money in Hampton and not in the Shenandoah Valley, you get certain results. If you try to get out the vote, oh, but wait, we're just trying to get everybody to vote. It's nice, but it's not fair. And that's what Virginia has in store. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Because they set up a, 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 a little Stasi, like they did in California in the 2020 election. What do I mean by that? Well, in California, inside the state government office, they funded a little Stasi unit. Oh, what do I mean by Stasi, for those of you born too recently? That was the East German secret police. Watch the movie, The Lives of Others. Please watch the movie, The Lives of Others. It's one of the greatest movies ever made about the surveillance state, and it's true. And they would wire up your house with microphones behind the wallpaper. Well, California set up a little... Oh, oh, by the way, Media Matters and and right-wing watch who loves to follow my show when I sub for Sandy. I'm kind of kidding about Stasi. 
Okay, that's an exaggeration to make a point. Just, just so we're clear, because I know what you guys like to do. So California set up a unit inside the state election office to report people. If there was a news story or a Facebook post, the California Secretary of State was then reporting people to Facebook and Twitter and saying, hey, kind of shut these people down, please. And they were getting reports. The California Secretary of State little Stasi unit was getting reports from left-wing activists saying, hey, look, over here, there's fake news. Fake news. It, it, it's about Donald Trump being good. It's not true. And so the, the California government officials, and by the way, hat tip to Judicial, to judicial Watch for finding this, California government officials would then spring into action and from their computers would, would issue the report to Facebook and Twitter and everybody else, time to shut this down. This is what was going on in the 2020 election. So Virginia has plans to do it all over again. It's called combating misinformation. Combating disinformation. That's what we do. We are the arbiters of truth. That's what they've got cooking in Richmond. 1-88-589-8840. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios this morning. So, the Virginia elections are coming up. We had a big conference this past week, and I spoke. Thank you all for all of you coming up and saying hello. It's a treat, because sometimes when you're here at the microphone, you forget about all of the people across the country listening. I appreciated the comments. And what we learned at the Virginia election conference this past weekend is that citizens can be involved. Citizens can be involved. Go be a poll official. Volunteer to be a poll official on election day. It helps it helps inoculate you from falling victim to other misinformation. Now, you don't even have to you know, report this to the government. Now, why is Virginia going to set up a little unit using tax dollars to report people for spreading misinformation? Really? Okay, let's go in the Christian Adams time machine. I like to talk about this concept. Imagine if we were to transport back to you at your dinner table in 1990, we'll even say 2000, but give me 1990, and say, hey, I'm you from the future. And the Virginia and California state government are setting up units inside their election offices to monitor and report on citizens saying things that the government doesn't think is true. What do you in 1990 say to you in 2021 when you visit? I would guess that you in 1990 says, you're crazy. That can't happen. Why would the government ever want to monitor people and report them so no one can hear them speak? So they can be shut down? I don't... I can't even begin to conceptualize me in 1990 believing me in 2021. I would say, you're lying to me. That can't happen. Governments don't do that in America. They do that in East Germany like the Stasi. But here we are on the eve of a statewide election. Oh, and why does this matter where you live in Texas and Florida and North Carolina, 
and Arkansas. Why does it matter where you live, folks? Because they're getting ready to do it next year. They're getting ready. This is a rollout. Forget about the private Zuckerberg money from 2020. Let's use government tax money to monitor what people are saying, report them to the social medias through a government-run office, and then have them throttled and shut down and shut up. Welcome to America. Sherry, you're in Illinois. You're asking what can people do in the election, right? Pretty much. I'm a precinct committee person. I say I can vote, I can pray, I can educate myself, I can inform other people. My group meets every Saturday for a regional discussion, just a small proximity of our county. But I feel like we're installed on a train track. We know the train's coming, and we'll write letters to our congressmen and let them know. But that's not very effective. It's something. But what's something more immediate and proactive we can do to have an impact or be prepared to stop the, anything illegal and to know what to look for? Every, well, every week we meet, and we have these actions that really don't seem to amount to anything. Okay, you just expressed frustration. We have these actions that don't seem to amount to anything. And that is frequently what goes on in Republican circles, because there is a long pedigree here of inactivity based on the fake consent decree. There was a consent decree 40 years ago in New Jersey with the RNC and DNC that snuffed out all election integrity action for 40 years. It was like Rip Van Winkle. It's like, let's go to sleep. Let's atrophy. Let's lose all sorts of knowledge. And so nothing happened. Let me tell you the most important thing that can be done. Listen up, folks. This is, this is, the, this is it. Volunteer or get hired, because you can get paid to do this, as a poll official, not a poll observer, a poll official at your election office. They need you. You will get hired, and you will have power. Remember, the left loves power. And I'm telling you, you can get it too and run the election. You can be a poll official. There's nothing more you could do that's more effective than that. And that's one of the things we talked about at the Virginia Election Integrity Conference last weekend is sign up to be a poll official. Learn how to do it. These are the people calling the shots in the election. Remember all those images of Detroit and other places where they were putting cardboard up on the windows so nobody could watch the count. What I'm telling you is get on the other side of the cardboard. Be the poll officials. Volunteer in your election office, if that's what it takes, to infiltrate and integrate, if you don't like that verb. Be a poll official. Jeannie in Virginia, how are you this morning? Hi, how are you? Great. Um, You're on with Jay Christian Adams, subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. So um, the whole time that they voted on, or we're talking about the H.R. 1 bill, and now the John Lewis, is that what you called it? Right. Um, Version 3, John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Okay, so I was wondering, and I wondered this before, is how could they even vote on this as the Constitution is clear that elections are run by the states, not the federal government? So, What's I mean, the next sentence say in the Constitution? What's up? What's the next sentence say in the Constitution? Why not have it See, memorized? Yeah, that's the problem here. Is, we, is <clears throat> the Constitution, you're right, says elections are run by the states and not the federal government, and a lot of people stop reading. Well, what does the next sentence say? The next sentence says 
but at any time. But at any time. Four very important words. Oh, my. Congress may pass laws setting the time, place, and manner of choosing uh, members of Congress. So that's what's called the Elections Clause. And it's been used a number of times, including Motor Voter of 1993, National Voter Registration Act, to pass election laws that are essentially federal mandates. There's also the 15th Amendment, uh, Jeannie, which says, in, I think it's, it says that Congress has power to pass laws to in, effectuate the 15th Amendment. That's the law that says no racial discrimination in voting. And so those are the bases by which all these laws are moving are these explicit terms of the Constitution. Now, I'm not saying it's within congressional power. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not giving my rubber stamp to what they're doing, but I'm telling you there's more to the Constitution than just states run their own elections. How's that? Uh, one other question. You mentioned being a poll official. Um, so I... Um, in Virginia, but I also live in Florida, and I'm a resident of Florida. That's where I vote. So I can't work in Virginia, right? Well, that's a good question. Uh, and, you know, I'm in the, I'd ha <clears throat> sorry, I would have to consult the exact statute. I think you do have to be a registered voter in Virginia, um, but I won't even get into how, how you're in both states. But I will tell you, residency is a state of mind. Uh, it, is not, it is not an easy thing to determine. So... Uh, Janet, you're in Illinois. How are you this morning? Yes, you're all thank you, Christian Janet, Adams. For, thank you for doing all your hard work for our election integrity. Um, I wanted, before I get to my question, I wanted to address um, Sherry in Illinois. Um, Darren Bailey, who is running for governor, he's uh, one of us in the South. He is organizing um, poll watchers from the South and and taking them up to the Chicago area, um, and they are lawyering up. So um, if she wants to get involved. Okay, right. But poll and, and Sherry, I got to, sorry, we're up against the break. I got to tell you, poll watching is not where the game is won. That's what the Republicans have been stuck on for 40 years. Having the power is where the game is won. Having the power as a poll official, remember, official is different than watcher. Having the power to be a poll official is where you stop bad behavior from happening. Being a poll observer just means you're shocked and outraged and you write it down. I'm Jay Christian Adams. You're on American Family Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be more uh, talking more about this in the next segment. Friendships is offering an exciting opportunity for young adults who want to grow in their walk with God, become physically fit, and learn relief ministry while serving in the Middle East. This is an amazing opportunity to serve God and experience Israel. Check out Seahawks' one-year scholarship program at friendships.org or call 337-433-5022. That's 337-433-5022. The next session starts September 13th. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training. Here's another of our core values. We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God. And our role is that of a trusted manager. 
Thank you for standing with AFA as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. In his October 11, 1798 address to the Massachusetts militia, John Adams, second president of the United States and founding father, said, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. He understood that in order for the American Constitutional Republic to survive long term, the church in America must make disciples of its populace. An immoral people will always destroy themselves through lawlessness. To think otherwise is to suffer under a grand delusion. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. My beloved boss Ronald Reagan repeatedly warned that, quote, every generation faces an existential threat to freedom, unquote, adding that it had to be fought for and defended and passed on to the next generation to do the same. With each passing day, it becomes clearer that we are now beset by the existential threat to liberty of our time. For example, we are being subjected to an unmitigated disaster in Afghanistan that is emboldening jihadists and other enemies and alienating our friends. The arrival of millions of illegal aliens some of whom are ill with COVID and or other diseases, all of whom are unvetted. The institution of vaccine mandates and passports highly susceptible to Chinese-style government abuse and legislation that would foreclose future free and fair elections. Will we defend freedom or ignominiously bequeath to the next generation a formerly free America? This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams, Public Interest Legal Foundation, and other things like the Civil Rights Commission. I always have to mention that second or third. It can't be prominent, can't be prominent that I'm on the United States Commission for Civil Rights. And we're talking about elections today. And you might wonder, why are you talking about elections In August of 2021, it's not for like another year and months, is it? Well, as I just said, Virginia has elections this year and all of the craziness of 2020, they're building a new model for it. They never stop 
thinking up new devious ways to tinker with the process of elections. I've been guest uh, guest hosting for Sandy for a number of years, and I, I was a guest before that. And I was at the U.S. Department of Justice before that in the voting section. And we have seen year after year after year, they cook up new ways to manipulate the process. And the latest version in Virginia is that the government, the Virginia State Board of Elections, is going to host a little in-house intelligence unit to combat misinformation. <laughs> combat mis- to, to report on misinformation. Yeah. That, I, I remember 30, 40 years ago, I don't remember many units of the government that were set up to deal with so-called misinformation. Do, do you? I don't. And that's what they did in California last year in the 2020 election. And they're going to use tax dollars to do it in Virginia. And what do they do when they find misinformation? Well, first of all, it gets reported by groups probably like Progress Virginia, all of these left-wing groups that exist out there. Well, you guys are busy like having real lives and real jobs. There's hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, dedicated to setting up these little swarm groups with fancy names like Progress Virginia or Blue Virginia. And they exist to change the world, don't they? In a way that you would not like. But next year and this year, they're going to exist to report on you to the government, to the Virginia State Board of Elections misinformation unit, or whatever flowery, sugar-coated term they use to call it. It's probably the Butterflies and Daisy Squad. They always are very good at creating language that hides their real purpose. And then they'll report to Facebook and Twitter that you need to be stifled. There's some audio. Report them so they're stifled. Remember All in the Family? Stifle it, Edith. Okay. For those of you who don't know that verb because you're under the age of 40, that means shut up. And so this unit is going to shut people up. And why, hey, why should I care about Virginia? Because it's coming to your state. It's coming to your state next where the misinformation units, like they had in California, are going to be stifling and shutting people up. This past weekend, there was a Virginia Election Integrity Conference. A lot of you were there because you said hello. Thank you so much for doing that. And a lot of people wonder, are Virginia elections ever going to change? Peggy, you're in Texas. What do you have to say this morning, Peggy? Good morning. Hi, good morning. Uh, well, I was wondering, you were speaking earlier about um, how in Virginia they are going to start um, spending their own money, I, I guess the government's money, to go out and get out the vote in certain critical areas. Right. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a lot of, um, I'm retired and I'm healthy and active, and it would be great if we had some sort of group of volunteers who could do the same thing. Uh, to get out the vote, do we? Does the Republican Party do that kind of thing? It seems like we should. Well, uh, yes. Well, in of, course, of course, both parties have a get out the vote program to activate their voters. But what was different about 2020? What was different okay. about the 2020 election? And I cannot overstate this and say it enough. 
was this private money from Mark Zuckerberg, $450 million. Which, by the way, total up the get-out-the-vote dollars for the Republicans, and I guarantee you're not even close to $450 million. It's probably more in the neighborhood, well, $8 million, $20 million. But this private money in 2020 got out the vote in Philadelphia. They selected the states and the cities they wanted to get out the vote. Atlanta, Philadelphia, Detroit, Lansing, Madison, Milwaukee, Maricopa County, Arizona. Sound familiar? And they use this private money as massive get-out-the-vote machines in those core urban centers. And that's why the vote totals exploded in Philadelphia. Oh, no, it wasn't hacking, folks. Hacking wasn't driving the total votes up in Philadelphia. It was private get-out-the-vote money spent by the government, okay? And that's what they're planning to do again in Virginia. So my answer to you, Peggy, is that yes, the Republicans have a get-out-the-vote program, but it can't match this. It can't match billionaires' money from Silicon Valley or tax dollars. And, and look, the Virginia state election officials will say, Christian Adams is crazy. We're not biased. We're not helping Democrats. We're conducting this program in a fully nonpartisan and, and fair way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw what happened in Philadelphia. I saw the radio ads on Spanish language radio stations. Nothing against Spanish language radio stations. This is purely an issue of target marketing. And this government money and private money is going to be used to defeat candidates you believe in. Yeah, the system's rigged. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, is right about that part. But what does rigged mean? And I'm trying to explain. It's rigged worse than you even realize. It's rigged worse than you realize. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio, taking your calls at one 589 Demetrius, you are in Texas. Good morning, Demetrius. Good morning, good morning. Uh, real quick, from experience, I did 25 years in federal prison, and I saw exactly what the government does in there. And this is not conspiracy theories or anything. They push rules and regulations without passing laws or, and whatnot, just like the COVID vaccine and all of that. They tested a lot of that stuff on people. Of course, I refused a lot of that. Uh, but you're right about the statutory laws. All them statutory laws are there, and we need to utilize those things and fight back. The problem is, is people don't get learned and get educated enough to find out what is going on in Congress, and they don't make the necessary phone calls. They're constantly complaining about what's going on, but what about doing something about it? Stop complaining about it if you're not going to do anything about it. Well, there's a lot of truth to that, Demetrius. You have to be engaged because the world around you, you might not care about politics, but it cares about you. you The flip side of that is people have regular lives, right? Guys, I want to tell you something. All over Washington, D.C., there are federal bureaucrats. Now, hold, uh, strap in now what I'm about to tell you because it might make some of you go completely bonkers. There's thousands of federal bureaucrats making between $150,000 a year and $190,000 a year between there, thousands of them, who haven't been to work for a year and a half. Thousands of them. 
They sit at home. I, I, I can tell you from firsthand experience, you can't find them. They vanish. You put a phone call in, you might hear in a few weeks. You might not hear at all. And they're all over the federal government spending your tax dollars with generous life insurance, making $180,000 a year, and they have not been to work for over a year. See, that's the problem. You guys have real lives. You don't say things like Nancy Pelosi did yesterday when they passed a law in the House to take over state elections through the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and then say, quote, it was almost a religious experience because of the sanctity of the vote. She worships, Nancy Pelosi worships at the altar of power. It's a religious experience to her because suddenly she has more power. And that's not supposed to work that way. Folks, there's a giant chasm of values, of outlook, of worldview between these people and you. Between the elites and the people that make, give the elites money to put food on the table. That support the elites. That fund the elites. The elites tell you, you have to give this money because I think it's important. And then everybody listening pays their taxes. And the elites in Washington don't go to work for a year and a half and make $180,000 a year. It's upside down world. And then they cook up new ways, new ways to keep and hold power. Oh, one of them is called the Voter Participation Project. And Glenda, I think you have some experience with the Voter Participation Project. Why don't you tell everybody about it, Glenda? You're in Virginia. Yeah, uh, sure am. Um, yeah, I got some mail yesterday. Um, I never got one of these before, but I got a mail-in ballot. Didn't request it. Didn't need it. Didn't want it. I go in and vote always. Well, so Glenda, let I me ask you a question. To... I'm sorry. Uh huh. No, you're you fine. You said you got a mail-in ballot. Can I can I have you maybe take a second look at that? Did you get a mail-in ballot or a mail-in ballot application? Well, it says voted home ballot request. Oh, excuse me. Ah, there we go. You are correct. When you, I'm sorry, but I was just kind of horrified because I've heard too many people I've known and stuff have gotten, yeah, extras and stuff in the mail. So this is just the first time for me, so I yeah. was ticked off. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you who's contacting you. I know the source of what you got. It's called the Voter Participation Center. It's a left-wing group, and, and guys, listen up, because it's coming to your state. They are sending, and they're targeting. Remember, it's always about target marketing. It's always about target marketing. With the cooperation of the state of Virginia, are sending out what you got in the mail, a mail-in ballot request form, and they're targeting unmarried women. I'm not saying these are the only people. College students and minorities. You see how this works? And... They're sending out absentee ballot request forms that look like official documents but aren't. And they're pre-populated, meaning the form is already filled out, right? Like your name and address. It's already filled out. And what it is is a way to get out the vote. And the Virginia State Board of Elections has communicated with the, state, the county registrars, hey, this is all just hunky-dory. 
And the law firm Blank Rome, remember that name, Blank Rome, Blank Rome, remember back in 2020 when all the law firms who were working with Donald Trump got nasty phone calls? So this law firm in Virginia, Blank Rome, did you catch that? It's Blank Rome. Yes. Okay. Yes. Blank Rome is working with the Virginia State Board of Elections to make sure that that form you get, nobody asks any questions. A lawyer at Blank Rome sent a letter to all of the county registrars in Virginia telling them, hey, we're just a smiley face. We're just really nice people sending out these absentee ballot request forms like, the, like you got in the mail, Glenda. Yeah. And so big dollar law firms like, remember the name? What is it? Blank Rome. Come on, Glenda. Blank Rome. <laughs> Blank Rome has yeah. been sending out these, uh, working with the organization, sending out these forms. And it is designed, as you know, to help Democrats win elections. So mm -hmm. it's okay when Blank Rome works with Democrats or, or allied Democratic groups, like the Voter Participation Center, to tinker with the process. But whenever Jones Day or another firm represents President Trump or Cleta Mitchell, who is a lawyer at Foley and Lardner, represents Cleta Mitchell, all hell breaks loose. That's how the game gets played these days, folks. I'm Jay Christian Adams. It's been a treat to be with you. Always love subbing for Sandy. Always love guesting for Sandy, but you guys are going to love Sandy back tomorrow. It's been a real treat. You can follow me at Twitter at electionlawctr, at electionlawctr. That's like center, kind of. Also, information at the Public Interest Legal Foundation, where I'm the president, publicinterestlegal.org, fighting for election integrity is the nation's only nonprofit dedicated solely to that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for calling and have a great day. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.